Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. When they played in town, they couldn't be Scarlett O'Hara because all the Vice Squad knew they were underage. <laughs> and so they said, what are we going to do? Because there's a place we could play. And I said, well, let's just be Spot and Waldo. And it was a whim, and we did it once. Welcome to Musician Studio. I'm Ethan Millard. My guest today for a band called Spot and Waldo. They're a local band. They gig all across the Wasatch Front. They're great, very popular. In fact, if you enjoy the live local music scene, you've most likely seen Spot and Waldo at your favorite local spot. But here's the thing about Spot and Waldo is they're also primarily a family band. So I'm going to welcome the Spot and Waldo family into the studio here. Let's start with Jacob Sprinkle. Jacob, thank you so much for being here. Hi, I'm Jacob. Uh, Jacob is the son of Mark Sprinkle. Mark, welcome. Nice to be here. And uh, also Suzanne Sprinkle. Hello. How are you? So Mark and Suzanne, you brought your son into the music world. You put him in your band. Do you ever have any regrets, Suzanne, that you've, you've launched this venture and included your son? No, absolutely. The opposite. He's really? just great. He adds a, a different style to the band, kind of kicks it up a little bit, makes us sound a little more exciting. Just the style of bass playing brings a, a different sound to us. We're able to do some of the the newer tunes. Right. Some well, funkier stuff. Jacob, I think that's a high compliment you yeah. know, from your mom. A lot Definitely. of young people mm-hmm. dream of going into music, dream of being in a band, and you did it. Yeah, and my parents didn't shoot me down. <laughs> and you're, well, not only, well, clearly, beyond not only did they not shoot you down, but uh, what's the reaction you get when people find out that you're in a band and you're out playing music? And it's with your parents. Uh, well, d- definitely a lot of people find that very uh, interesting. They think that's way cool. And then especially when they find out that I'm able to, you know, make somewhat of a living playing music there, especially my friends that play music, they get pretty jealous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can definitely see that. So, Mark, I'm going to come around to you. I've got the big question for you. And I know this is the one that you guys get hit up with the most. Spot and Waldo. Tell me about the name. It's a cool uh, it, name, kind it, of trips it was, off the it tongue. It was totally a whim. And, really? Uh, yeah, it was. Now, Suzanne tells me that I might have mentioned the name a long time ago, that it was a garage band when I lived in California. I don't okay. recall that. All right. But we played in a band called Scarlet O'Hara. What I do remember is we played in a band called Scarlet O'Hara. It was a road band. We were playing six nights a week. Both the two of you together? Yes, yeah, Suzanne yeah. and I, way right. back in the late 80s. And they were all under 21 so it really forced them i was like 22 23 but everybody else in the band was underage so it forced them to go out on the road in the 18 bars you know in nebraska right. and wyoming 
when they played in town, they couldn't be Scarlett O'Hara because all the Vice Squad knew they were underage. <laughs> and so they said, what are we going to do? Because there's a place we could play. And I said, well, let's just be Spot and Waldo. And it was a whim. And we did it once. When we got this thing going, we got a gig. And I, what should we be? And I just said, let's be Spot and Waldo. Just kind of joking. <laughs> and then the next thing I know, we're gigging and we got the name. So Spot and Waldo started out as an undercover name or like a cover name for <laughs> right, yeah, Scarlett O'Hara. That's amazing to me. Yeah. What a great history for a band. Yeah, it's fun. And uh, now you guys have completely embraced it. You describe yourselves as a band that plays pretty much everything. Yeah. yeah. Rock, that, country, some pop music. Yeah, it's fun because, you know, back in the day you were a rock band or a country band. And we've done a lot. We've done both. We've done hard rock bands and country bands. But to be able to play so many different styles because – when you're growing up, there's so many different influences and different music that you like. So it's nice not to be pigeonholed into a certain style and, and, and try different things. Suzanne mentioned, you know, Jake brings an element. He's got a, he's got a very unique bass style. It just has a cool feel. But he also – his style and, and taste in music is so different than ours that he'll bring in stuff for us to play that we normally wouldn't be thinking of. Right. So it's cool to be able to just experiment and do a lot of different styles. Uh, Jacob, when was it – do you remember when you decided you wanted to be a musician? Oh, yeah. I was super young. I was like 10 or 11. I was like, hey, Dad, I want to learn how to play guitar. And he was like, okay, here's all the things you need to, to do. And I was the most grueling. Like, <laughs> really? I would be like, okay, I'm doing this, Dad. And he was like, I'm not going to let you back out of it. And so I'd be like, okay, I'd be practicing. And, of course, my little kid fingers would be playing those strings, just dying. I'm like, Dad, I want to stop. <laughs> scale, and like, scale, and scale. I, I was kind of a tyrant. If he was going to do it, he was going to do it. Right. I, uh, I, I, when Suzanne and I met, I was in my third year studying music at college. So I was really trying to be a schooled musician. Yeah. Um, the degree was kind of important, but really I just want to be an educated rock and roll guitar player. But, yet there's just – I had strong foundation, so I, I, I made him do all the rigor and the scales. And, and now the I'm known and the most grateful. <laughs> well, because you've got that background. Oh, yeah. Now you can would, do it. Yeah. It's just the most wonderful thing to have that foundation and be like, yes, I know what what I need to do, what it needs to feel like and sound like. It's just wonderful. Uh, Suzanne, what was your reaction when you learned your son wanted to be a musician? That this was his awesome. What he was choosing. Yeah, that's what you thought, really. (laughs) Well, you know, as a parent who plays music, you want your kids to all play music. You know, you see the the kids coming up, and a a lot of stars and their kids kind of follow in their footsteps. And I thought it was way cool. I didn't ever think he would join our band, (laughs) but I'm glad he did. How, how did that work out? How, did you did he ask to join your band? Did you invite him to join your no, band? What was well, that process like? Well, we had um, we were just in the transition. You know, our bass player was moving on, and we still had people calling us to play the band gigs. You know, and, right? And so we had gigs lined up, and and uh, Mark and I were talking, and he said, "I think Jake would want to play." And I'm like, "Ah, you know." He's got his friends he plays with, and their music and their things are writing songs. Jake writes a lot of music as well. And uh, I just thought, well, let's ask him. You know, he could fill in. He could try it. And so he did, and it just clicked. You know, we just all work really well together. Yeah. So, and it sounded good, and it sounded really good, actually. Yeah. And, he's so, al- and he's always had really good feel. Yes. You know, because yeah. for us, we're... Makes we me want to dance. Yeah, we play guitar and sing, and so we're the... 
upper voices and drums and bass a foundational thing, and we're standing on that. So yeah. he, he's he's always, he's always had good feel, even when he was you know first starting playing bass too. I noticed. Boy, I, f- I feel like that's that's an amazing metaphor also for like a, f- a family dynamic. You know the 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 different. Uh, the different instruments and the roles that they play, being able to have your son come in and play such an important role in your family. I feel like this is, I don't know, maybe a strong metaphor too. <laughs> yeah. You uh, you guys would it, know whether, whether it was It's not, really but. cool and it's kind of funny because for me, you know, Jake being a musician is like, you know, oh, it's so hard. It's a long haul. You got to pay your dues. You got to yeah. work at it. And But, you know, if he wanted to do it, I wanted to encourage him. And when he first got into the band, you know, our, our first question really was, can he do it? Because he was pretty good, but there were some really chopsy things, some pretty technical things that we were doing, and what could he cover? And Billy Jean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just different things that are pretty, you know, anyway. So, um, and, and we thought he could. And then would he even want to? You know, right. how would that be? Yeah. And then when he first got in the band, I, we really haven't told him this, but we've <laughs> talked a little bit. But it's kind of, it, at first it was really cool, and we liked it, and it was feeling pretty good. And then... You know, we hoped he'd want to continue doing it. But you never know. You know, bands and musicians and life's, you know, paths take you different places. Yeah, right. But then now it's at this point, and this is what we are, and it's almost like I want to cover up his ears. So I want him to get a big <laughs> head. But it's, he has such great feel. It's like I can't imagine another bass player. I mean, there's great bass players out there, and you could always get used to it, and you always adjust when you get new musicians. But he has such a unique feel that it's like, who we are yeah. you know and so it's such yeah. a key part of it so which oh, is really cool because with our our drummer Steph who oh. is just amazing yes, I mean she she's is. schooled musician her and Jake just click you know yeah. the drummer and the the bass player they they got to be married together there yeah. as they play it's yeah, just kind of lock tight. in and be tight and they play really well together they're good friends they get along and She's she's pretty amazing. And she, yeah, she's yeah. an awesome. She drummer. kicks. She yeah. steps up the band yeah. quite a bit. She gives I, a lot of energy. Well, and and I wish you would have been able to be here with yeah. us. I know she was scheduled to Steph Bowen, a drummer. Yes. For yes. Yes. Amazing. So uh, let me ask you guys this: What do you think? If I ask you, and just tell me what is comes to the top of mind first when I ask you, what's been your kind of highlight with the band with Spot and Waldo? What do you think has been the best moment for you? With the band, Suzanne, what do you think it is? Probably when the crowd is just really into it and they're loving it and they're clapping. And, you know, when you're you're doing a song and you're, you go, everybody's pouring their hearts out. And we're playing really well and the dance floor just fills up. And and that's that's pretty exciting for me, you know. And when people want you back, you know, yeah. hey, we loved you guys. We want you guys to come back. That, As far as a, a, the bands that we we're playing in and we're doing, that's... That feels good. That's the highlight. Yeah. Mark, what do you think? What's been the, the, the best moment for you? You know, it's so funny because you talk about Spot and Waldo because it's the whole time of playing, you know. But yeah. with Spot and Waldo, for sure, it's it's funny because it's not what I expected So as, we're th- as I'm thinking through it. But – and Suzanne kind of triggered it, but you're just the way you framed the question really triggered it. There's t- You know, we're a bar band. We do a lot of that. But we do a lot of other things too. You know, we're, we're not that scene. And there's times when we've got a lot of kids in the audience. So the parents are coming. They're bringing their kids. And I love it when you get these little kids and they come up to you and they're standing right in front of you and they're just staring at and they're like rocking to the music in their own <laughs> little primitive three-year-old way. Right, right. And, it's, and the parents are just glowing and everybody's just enjoying the music. And, and it's truly, it's just like, it's awesome, you know. Our you, grandkid will yeah. be out there dancing with them and it's just a great time. Well, and you're, you're really introducing them to this, to live music because chances are that kid is – 
Yeah. Never seen this before in person. You know, it's so true. And, it, and what's, you know, kind of connects that, even like younger kids, it's so pr- surprising to me when you get teenagers that maybe will hear us or young 20s or whatever, and they know a lot of the music we're playing. It's a lot of music that's been around for a very long time. Yeah. You know, and so it's kind of like, it's kind of, you know, you bring up that point, it's really bridging a lot of gaps because, you know, in age, you know, because right. it's kind of cool that you get young people coming up to you and saying, oh, I really dig what you're doing. I like this this song. And they know it. So, yeah, yeah, that's true. It's I, fun. I love that. Jacob, how about oh, yeah. for you? I'd definitely say the highlights are like when anytime that you're playing and everybody is like, send the band up a drink and you just know, <laughs> you just know you're doing good. Yeah. Because they're willing to let you get more drunk. <laughs> <laughs> well, and they're willing to pay for it. And yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Exactly. Right. It's like, it's kind of like a tip, I guess. Well, yeah. and, and it's nice because they're just buying drinks for you. And, yeah. being and just, it's well, yeah, along sorry, the same but. lines. It's like anytime that you're playing a song that everybody knows that has like that sing-along part and you just yes. stop playing and anytime you hear everybody sing along and the whole pl- venue fills up with noise you're just like that yeah. feels great you're that like, is amazing everybody's here paying attention getting involved and it's like that's ah. why i'm doing this see just thinking about that <laughs> gives me chills gives me chills because uh my favorite live performances are always the crowd element because that's kind of mm-hmm. what yeah that's what sets it apart from you know playing music in the studio which is also great yeah. but that crowd element is uh, – Yeah, the live thing is – Yeah. It's a moment in time. You ride the wave. It's good and bad and you have good gigs. You have great gigs. You have okay gigs. And- <laughs> yeah, funny story. We did a, a junior high dance. Uh-huh. And so we're getting ready. We're, we're doing that all these really – We weird. get these younger <laughs> younger tunes ready. Okay, right. we're doing I Can't Feel My Face and X's and O's. And they, they're, they're loving it, you know. Right, yeah. Then we break into um, uh, Sweet Home Alabama. We had all of them lined up <laughs> singing Sweet Home Alabama at wow. the top of their lungs. Yeah, they were yeah. loving it. Loved it. That's they loved amazing. the classics. And, so. and, you, and you think, at first, your first thought must be, how do you know this song? <laughs> right, <Yeah>. right. <laughs> Cult classics, I'll tell yeah. you what. Johnny Cash and... and yeah. Leonard Skinner. Yeah. Skinner Leonard Skinner, Skinner Colt Classics. Loves <laughs> well, that's, I think that's a cool thing, too, about rock music is that there's that kind of... There's that thread... That yeah. lines them all up, and it's Americana, you man. you learn that. Yeah, you yeah. learn that thread. Not even trying. Not even trying. Yeah, and that's that's so true. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's grab a quick break. When we come back, I want to talk more about the band. I've got uh, Spot and Waldo here in studio with me. Uh, we'll talk about how you can learn more about the band, how you can go and see them, where they're going to be next, and uh, I'm also going to want to get you guys' advice for young people who are feeling that pull of music. You know, they're feeling drawn to it. There's a lot in our community that discourages young people away from artistic pursuits. You know, uh, you can have it as a hobby. You can't have it as a job. So if you guys have some encouragement, you know, to help young people who are looking at this and thinking, you know what, I I think I could have a career in music. I'm going to get your advice for them. When we come back to the Musician Studio. Welcome back to Musician Studio. I'm Ethan Millard. My guests today are the band Spot and Waldo. Uh, I've got three of the four band members. The drummer, Steph Boehm, couldn't be here. Uh, but the three members that I do have are family members. Mark and Suzanne Sprinkle and their son, Jacob Sprinkle. Uh, I love it. I still love that, that you guys are a family band. I, I cannot get past that. And I love it so much. And 
maybe part of it is, and I don't want to get too sentimental and off topic, but I'm a dad myself and I have three children. Uh, my children are younger than Jacob is. I've got a 12-year-old and 11-year-old and, and uh, a baby girl who is seven, nice. soon to be eight. So she's not really a baby anymore. But <laughs> And they love to do stuff with me. But I'm concerned how much longer that's going to last. Yeah, so right. seeing you guys have such a great time with your son right. and you're together and you're doing this, uh, I just – I love it. It gives me hope. So Yeah, it's pretty it – was, it was cool and strange all at the same time. I, it's, can, it's awesome. I, I can imagine that it must have been cool and strange. But also gratifying, you know, yes, from a family sure. perspective that you can have Absolutely. that kind of that kind of relationship. So anyway, enough yeah. about that. Enough about that. We talked about some of the highlights you guys have had with the band. I want to talk a little bit about some of the low points, too. Let's start. Should we start over with Jacob? Uh, Jacob, uh, what's the hard part? Or maybe the what's been the, the low point or the hard part? Definitely the hard part is, uh, you know, just working the hours of doing the bar stuff and then just, like, trying to mix that in with, you know, doing other things and going to school and trying to work other places and stuff it it can be taxing to have your sleep schedule thrown off like that but uh you know definitely had some pretty low gigs where i'd be like (laughs) sitting up there like a zombie (laughs) well tell me about the schedule what's what's that like for a typical gig oh you know you get up there set up you know like six ish and then start put we start playing at like eight or nine and play until you know 12 1 close out the bar whatever right you know and then then you know obviously there's some of those more summertime gigs where we'll be doing stuff in the early afternoon and it's like so the schedule definitely does bounce around everywhere when you've got to tear down also you got to break yeah. other stuff down so yeah, yeah. you don't time yeah that's right so it can you can put you into easily into the 2 a.m. oh yeah later Right. Oh yeah, definitely through the weekends. I usually don't get to bed until like three or four. <laughs> <laughs> That's a real rock and roll lifestyle. Yeah, it's rough, especially you know having like a family and my daughter and stuff. It's oh it's cool. Just, yeah. Oh, I did. I didn't realize yeah. you were dad as well. Yeah, she. My daughter Maylene. She's seven. She's a little fireball. She, awesome. <laughs> awesome. That's how old my daughter is. Do you yeah. know? Because I just mentioned yeah. that. That's fantastic. Isn't that a great yeah, age? Yeah, it's, it's so wonderful. She's already taken on the family musical spirit. She's in Good. piano lessons and has a little ukulele. She bangs around all the time. We'll jam out all the time, quite often. I, well, my, uh, my sons were born first, and I was actually really nervous. When I found out we were having a girl, I was really nervous to have a girl. It was easier for me to have a boy because I am a boy. Yeah. Right. So it was like, you know, the it seemed easier and I was really freaked out. And then when she showed her face, it was like everything was cool. Yeah. A girl having a girl has been the easiest thing ever. I'm just worried about when she turns into a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> well, you get her yeah. into the band, right? Yeah, and you, right. You know, keep, keep her close. Give her music. Yep. Give her that good structure. Yeah. All right. Mark, what's the what's the low part? You know, I'm, I mentioned that I'm in, you know, earlier when we were talking about uh, running the, the sound. And I think for this band, it's been pretty steady. But uh, some of the low moments is I'm, I'm, I'm mixing the sound from stage. I've got my guitar rig. I've got, a, you know, patches and all that technical stuff. And, and I'm singing on top of that and you're splitting your brain. And, and there's just nights when 
things aren't clicking right and you're having some technical issues and you still got to perform. I mean, you're in front of people and you just got to keep it and, you know, and just work through those tough moments. Yeah. And so, you know, they're not major crises, but they're just those rough moments where it's, you know, just feeling pulled apart in a lot of different directions. So, well, and how, how often is it something, how, when you're having like these glitches or difficulties, how often is it something that like the crowd can notice or if it's just things that drive you crazy and you're, they don't. It's it's amazing because, you know, you want to sound really good and your best, but for the most part, they're just not paying attention. And so that's one thing over the years you just learn. You just keep smiling and waving and, you know, you come away. There's some gigs you come away and think that was the worst gig. Man, I played so terrible. And people come up and say, oh, you guys were so awesome. Yeah. You know? And it's just you say thank you and you're gracious and you don't want to counter them, but, you know, you're just so distracted. So yeah. a lot of times they don't even notice, you know, because as long as you're doing your job and – you just well, keep playing. Well, know? maybe that you've got a very serious musical background, and maybe that's kind of part of it. That that trained ear has got to be satisfied. Yeah, it mm. does. And plus, you know, I've done a lot of you know live sound work as well, and yeah, so you hear everything. Yeah, you hear everything, and so, and I'm you know wanting to get us to sound good. So it is part. That's a lot of it. Yeah, you know? you're hearing a lot of details that people you know they're just there relaxing, having a good time, and taking the whole thing in. So. Yeah. They don't catch it. Uh, Suzanne, how about you? Probably when I'm sick and the show oh, must go yeah. on. Oh, <laughs> really? Tell me yeah. about so, it. Because, you know, you gotta, you're, you're contracted to a club. You know, they're yeah. expecting you that, that weekend. And, you know, you never get sick like on Monday and say, oh, I got to play on Friday. It's always like Thursday night mm-hmm. or earlier that day. And you can't, you can't cancel on the club. You got to play. You don't. Yeah. You don't and so gigs. you don't feel good. And you're just trying to still perform and make all these people happy. And you really just want to go lay down. But, <laughs> and but, not lose your and voice. And not lose right? your voice. No. You know, and you're like, okay, I got to do Sweet Child of Mine. And they got that note at the end that I've got to hit and I can't even speak it, let alone sing it. But that's that's the hardest part for me. And I was just going to add on on Steph. I was thinking is I I don't want to not include Steph in this. Do you mind if I just add her? I I was thinking about last weekend and some of the the low points of her is is she manages a, a club. And like right when we're playing, she's like. Someone just quit on me. Oh. Uh, we're like two minutes into this, and we gotta yeah. okay, we gotta go. You know, and so yeah. she's on her phone, and and that's got to be hard. You got these distractions of trying to talk this to this person who is right. is quitting, and distractions, distractions of, life. of yeah. life, and and so sometimes we just feel for, and it's like you take care of that. We're gonna. We're going to do this acoustically for just a second. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, Mark and I play acoustically a lot, so we can throw out a song that we can just kind of cover while she handles that. Yeah. But Steph is definitely strong on that. And then she'll come out, and I'll turn around, and she'll be smiling and carrying the show. And I'm thinking, man, I would be a total wreck. Rock, and, yeah, and she's yeah. still keeping us together and keeping the beat going, yeah. and it's really awesome. That You know, that's amazing. And, and really, I think that that is – in my experience of recording these episodes and meeting musicians from, you know, all different genres, uh, that is really something that I've kind of noticed, that the music world here in America, the the attention the attention of the world is on certain key artists, right? They're right. in the papers, they're in the news, whatever. But the real music work that's done day to day across the country that really delivers the soundtrack to our lives and where we're hearing and interfacing with music, it's, it's people like that who are just doing it every day and doing it every day. 
day yes. in, day out. And, uh, you know, despite whatever struggles and things are happening. And uh, that's the impressive thing about working musicians is that, you know, that commitment to the craft. Yes. And being able to perform even in hard circumstances. Yeah. The show must go on. Yeah. And, you know, you can't – all your struggles and the problems that you had – you can't bring it on stage. Right. You've, you're still performing. You've got to make those people out there happy and make them just enjoy the, the time and the money that they're spending there at that club. Make it worth it. Well, you want to, they want them to come back. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. very important to That's get a right. following yeah. and a crowd. And, and so if you're not doing your job up there and if you're not 100% every time you step on that stage, you know, they, that affects – how they're feeling and the good time that they're having. You know, and on the way to gigs, one thing, you know, because we have days too. It's like, you know, you get, you're on your way to a gig and, man, you just had a day. Yeah. It was full and it was just like, ugh. And, you know, and, and Suzanne and I will start talking. Like, okay, let's go have fun. Let's entertain this entertainment. And we'll go pick up Jake. I says, you ready, bud? Let's rock the house tonight. And we'll try, you know, just get our mind, no matter what's going on, just get our mindset there, ready to yeah. go and have fun because we genuinely want to have fun. Yeah. Because if we're not having fun, how can people that are coming to see us to have a good time? And that's really what it's about is you, it's a shared experience. People are coming. It's live. You don't have total control of everything yeah. that happens. Right. And you never know where it's – which is what's exciting about live music. You never know which – where's or the live evening and yeah. how it's going to go. And, and But you try to set that mindset out the gate. Uh, I'm curious to know, Suzanne, because you mentioned uh, one of the hard things is playing sick. Yes. I'm curious to know if you've got like go-to remedies for those kind of things. Because here in the building, you know, I work with a bunch of people in radio and TV and people have got kind of go-to remedies when they feel something coming on. You know, sometimes it's – sometimes you can see what they're trying to do. Other times it's like folk silliness. But I'm curious to know what you've got up your sleeve for those those nights. Well, there's vocal exercises and of course as a vocalist – I do vocal exercises every day okay. and train. And there's certain exercises that can remind you where to keep your sound because a lot of vocalists don't know where, where they can get the sound, but if they don't know where to keep their larynx and their other th- and their their vocal cords and and keep everything in balance, that's when you when you burn out. That's when you start losing your voice and going hoarse. So just to keep a mental game going to where you don't lose control and you don't forget those things that you, you know, when you do your workouts and your things like that, that's why you got to do them every day because it's a yeah. muscle. You got to train. And if you're trained up and you're good to go, then you can usually and not talk during sets. <laughs> I find the person out there in the crowd. Which is really hard because yeah. you want to be sociable. And I know right. the people that like to talk. So oh. I will stand up there and I, and I will just stand there and they will do all the talking and I will just, yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Because yeah. I got to stay quiet because speaking – can really burn you out quick. Yeah. So just you got to you got to stay in shape. It's just like, you know, I'm not going to go run a marathon if I haven't been working every day to be in shape. It's sure. muscle. It's just like you're, you know, using your legs to run or lifting weights. Yeah, yeah. So that that makes total complete sense. All right, let's uh I want to get some advice out of you guys. And that was good advice too, I think for for young vocalists, but uh it can be whatever, whatever kind of advice you want to give uh, because we get people listening who are learning all different kinds of instruments, all the different various stages of their music experience. Uh, what kind of advice do you think you'd have for a young musician out there that's kind of feeling drawn to to the industry? Suzanne, do you want to 
Do you want to try that first? Well, when I was young, I, I just wanted to be Pat Benatar, Stevie Nicks, mm. Ann Wilson. You know, you just want to be these superstars and yeah. you just kind of go out there. When I found out that, you know, they train, I mean, you, you, like I said, uh, just reiterating on that, you got to train. You got to be in shape. You got to um, take care of yourself. You know, you got to – I exercise every day. And I work out my voice, and I make sure I'm in shape so when I get up there and we're putting on a show, I, I don't need to sit down <laughs> and take a break. But you got to take really good care of your voice because that's that, – you know, and, and practice too. I play guitar also. So, you know, i got to practice every day and work on those things and work on my timing and keep in shape that way as well. Well, and I, I think people get the idea of practicing an instrument every day. Yes. But you're saying practice – with your voice every day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like I said, it's a muscle. Yeah. So you're not just going to go run a marathon. At, you know, hey, I think I'll go run a marathon. Sure. Because you're not going to make it. If singing four or five hours a night, I mean, you can't just go sing four or five, especially some of the vocal ranges that we might, you know, have in a song. Yeah. You can't just hit those unless you know where to place them and, and know what you're doing. So that comes with training and workouts. So. Yeah. Uh, Mark, how about you? What kind of advice have you got for a young musician? Similarly, just go to the woodshed is what they say. You go and you got to work out, and whether it's a guitar or vocals or whatever, you just got to work at your instrument every day. That's what I made Jake do. Yeah. You know, I made him. I said, if you're going to do it, you got to do it. But you know, kind of beyond that is um, people get into ma- music because they're passionate about certain styles of music, and so really follow those passions because that's music is such a moving. Thing that um, you need to be passionate about what you're playing. I'll find that over time, what the styles of music that make you passionate will really grow and develop and change over time. But just you know, just keep that passion. And uh, there's a perfect you know, mu- musicians are notoriously flaky. You oh, know, really? There's a reputation <laughs> for musicians okay. being really flaky. You know, and but the ones that last and the ones that do it a long time find that professionalism and uh you 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 know you can count on like we we know we can count on one another yeah steph's going to be there jake's going to be there i'm going to be there suzanne's going to be there and the bar knows we're going to be there and the crowd knows we're going to be there you know and so you you just over time you develop that professionalism and you want to keep it fun and fresh but you don't want to you, you gotta, you gotta have balance there, right? You, w- this is very interesting to me, because I think that there's a perspective out there, and it's not totally wrong, that being in music requires a certain amount of musical talent. But I guess what you're pointing out is how well you can play the music is only part of it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You, you, you. There's a, there's a social. And a business and a networking element Absolutely. that's also got to be in place, and you got to perform there as well. Absolutely, yeah. Because you know, and, and you talk about the networking thing. And back in the day, it was just your name, and it was personal. But now, with all the social media and stuff, so you got to work. Suzanne takes care of all the PR, the business part of it. Of course, the younger players are going to be tech savvy more than likely. Yeah. So that'll come very natural to them. Uh, but on the business side, there's being professional with the, you know who's the people that are hiring you. You're presenting yourself. You know they're trusting that you know what you're doing. That you'll come. You know you'll fall through with what you're doing. And then for me too, on top of that, there's the technical aspect of knowing how your equipment works. 
getting schooled on your power amps, your effects, your mixers, and knowing your equipment, knowing how to set it up in an efficient manner. you got a window of time to get ready. And that's a real transition because when I first get at a gig, I'm like really mathematical and analytical in that part. And then I right. got it takes me about 20 minutes to transition to artistic and relaxed and, yeah. and, and making that transition. So, you know, really know because there's always that technical side of it too yeah. that you got to manage really well yeah. and be on top of. So, Jacob, how about you? Well, being the young person, I guess, like, you know, from experience, uh, you definitely have to – you know, go into it. it. There's tons of work in music. Like you can't just go in and be like, "Hey, what I want to do with music is you know play my personal heart and soul songs and become famous with those." It's like that's your hobby, and when you're a musician, it's like what you do for work is you go out and find all those different jobs and things that people are you know paying for you to do music, and then you put yourself into that. You don't just you know. Oh, I only want to play my songs my way and, you know, put up that front. You just – it's all out there. You just got to go find it. Right. Yeah, if the crowd wants to hear Sweet Home Alabama, you got to, you know – Yeah, You got to give that to them. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. and then, you know, there's all sorts of different types of jobs in music. It doesn't just have to be you, you know, being the rock star on stage. There's, you know, you could be doing like we do. You're doing bar gigs and just playing covers. You know, there's – all sorts of venues for music and stuff. Well, we haven't done it for a while, but Jake and I have talked about too, you know, if we get a chance to contract that sound, because we've really built up our, re, I should say, rebuilt up our sound. We've got a lot of the, you know, newer equipment, digital technology is out there. So we've really upgraded our sound system. And I, when, when we were gigging back in the late 80s and early 90s, um, uh, in addition to gigging full time, um, I had sound work, so I was I was contracting out fairs. I was contracting out up at Weber State. Um, there was a a guy that I met that was running a, a a recording studio, and he was getting a lot of work from California Hollywood because it was cheaper to do a lot of soundtracks up here. So there's that aspect of the music industry, and he was really into the recording thing, but didn't really do the live thing. But right. he wanted to do the live thing and learn more about that. So I hired him to be the engineer on the sound gig. So often I would be in a couple places at the same time. I go drop off sound quick equipment, get him set up, ready to go, leave, go to the band gig, get that set up, do the band gig, swing by after the band gig, pick up, you know, and so yeah. you just learn to diversify. So I didn't mean to take over yeah. Jake's comments, but <laughs> I felt he's like right. Those are, things that we've, <laughs> those are things that we've talked about doing where yeah. you really try to, you got to learn to diversify what you do. And Well, and, and I think that this is good for a young person to know, you know, even though they may be inspired by something that they see on TV or in the media or out in the larger music world, you've got to understand the process by which you get to that point and the different roles that people can play. Uh, You know, you might, you might be inspired by your favorite band, but in the process you might discover that you really enjoy sound production or some other element. And, uh, but you still find your place in the music world. Yeah, you absolutely. Know, you're, you're in that rewarding, creative music sphere. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Are you? Uh, how much further do you have to go, Jacob? Or how? Uh, where? Where do you still have to go in music? Oh, um, well, geez, I don't, I'm not sure. I'm pretty content where I'm at right now. I haven't thought too much further on it. I'd like uh, my dad said we've been talking about uh, starting, you know, contracting out sound and running sound for different things. And that's something that I've been really pushing him to do. I'm like, come on, we have all the gear, we have the know-how. 
Well, and you like, let's lot, make some money off of it. you do a lot of writing, it. too. Yeah. You know, that's where, true. where that goes, you don't know, but... Yeah. So... That's you great. do write I, a lot, Jake. Yeah. You've got quite an ear and quite a style that's... Have you ever had a chance to slip in a few... Uh, Jacob Sprinkle originals? Um, well, when we do sociables and get everybody to drink with us, we'll do a jam out rock <laughs> session. And that's where I slip in my originals. And during so sound check. Yeah. And <laughs> start vamping some vocals over the top of it. So. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I've enjoyed this so much, you guys. Thank you so much for coming in. Thanks for having yeah. us. Uh, yes, great. thank you. You're very active on Facebook. If you look up Spot and Waldo, it's just spelled Spot and Waldo, then you'll be able to find them. I'll pop right up on Facebook, and uh, that's where you'll be able to see where they're playing next and also contact them if you want to chat with them about their band, music, or whatever. They're very active on Facebook. So, Jacob, Mark, Suzanne, thank you so much for doing this. Thanks for having us. It was fun.